I saw God giving him a platform in Hollywood, this one. I saw him becoming very known and very famous. I don't know what you do, but I saw your star just going Because when I looked at him, I saw him becoming as big as Kevin Hart, this one. Oh, what do you do? Stand up comedy. In the realms of the spirit, when you were carrying him, there was a big challenge in the realm of the spirit. It was a difficult pregnancy to yeah. carry him. Yeah. To the point that it looked like you're going to lose him at some point. Yeah. Because I remember, I am seeing it in the realms of the spirit. When you're about four months going to five months, yeah. I saw you bleeding that yeah. you thought that you actually lost him. Yes, yes. Prophesy. So I am trying to understand what these two angels are saying because I'm hearing one saying, God with us, and the other one is saying Emmanuel. Uh, what is that? I saw him doing this, throwing seeds. When people are throwing seeds, it means they have a calling, a pastoral calling to feed people and to raise people. Huh? You say what? In the realm of the spirit, you see what is on your shirt. The Lord said me, your name is what is on your shirt. Hallelujah! What is your name? Rose. What do you have on your shirt? Hallelujah! Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know why. Where's my mama Ghana power? I saw fire jumping from her and coming to you, and I'm trying to understand why. When I looked at you, I saw her. When I saw her, I saw you. Are you a nurse? You're in the medical field. Yeah. Go to her. Put the mic on her. I'm a nurse. Were you married before? Divorced. Okay. Go to my mama Ghana. I'm divorced. I saw somebody else with a name like Campbell. Campbell. As I was walking in the realms of the spirit, God says that he's about to bless the Campbell family. Prophesy. I saw somebody in the Bible called Anna, but God said no, Anne. Tracy Anne. Ah. Prophesy. I saw God taking words and ran with it to the ends of the world. What does he do? Who is like Ogaga Ogaga? Do you know somebody called Kenny? Kenny, that's me. Is Kenny Ogba Ogaga. Kenny Ogba Ogaga. Professor. Who has a name that starts with like an M? Just said Maria. Maria. <laughs> because I was looking at you there, I'm seeing an M on your forehead. I saw God putting a garment on somebody called. Jonathan. My first name. Prophesy. Prophesy. In 2013, you are not supposed to be here. Hey! You had surgery. Major surgery. I looked at you and I saw an x-ray. I saw your body beyond the flesh. And the Lord told me that we need to pray for his lungs. I'm sick right now. Where? In You've seen me before. I've never seen you before. How yeah. can I know these things? The one thing about you, you are real.
God bless everybody. This is Prophet Lovi, and I welcome you to the beautiful presence of the living Jesus. And I am blessed to be here with you at this time. I want everybody to share this. Let somebody know that the Prophet is live, and I believe that God is going to bless us. I've been speaking uh, a lot about relationship or situationship. And um, I couldn't come on earlier, but by the grace of God, I'm able to be here now. So uh, I am excited to speak to you and see um, what God is going to give us this day. So I want you to continuously share and share and share and share. Because remember, every time... God is speaking to you every time God is coming to you is because God desires an intimate level of relationship with you. There are so many people that um, don't really understand the purpose of God giving revelation. There is a big difference between scripture, revelation, and the word. These three things are completely different, but they're interconnected. They're interconnected. So whenever God is releasing knowledge to an individual, it's because the Lord Jesus requires and desires that somebody goes to another level. Now, without you having access to Scripture, the Word and Revelation, you stay stagnant. If you have mm-hmm. scripture 
but you don't have the word or revelation, you stay stagnant. Somebody can have the word and, and, and revelation and go very high. I know that will confuse somebody and go very, very high. So whenever God brings something to somebody, trust me, it is to your advantage to listen. The problem is a lot of people hear, but they don't listen. I'll say that again. So many believers hear, but they don't listen. God desires that we listen. God does not just desire that we hear, but he desires that we what? We listen. Listen. So many people don't listen. They just hear. What is the difference between listening and hearing? It's very simple. To hear is to perceive a sound. If I do woo, you know that's a dog. But it doesn't mean you know what the dog is saying. (laughs) (laughs) Glory be to Jesus. Glory be to Jesus. Does that make sense? That's what hearing is. That's why we say hearing aid. They put something in your ear because it amplifies the sound you're listening to. It doesn't mean you understand the sound you're listening to. Right. Glory be to the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory be to the Lord Jesus. So it is about listening. Listening is perceiving and decoding the sound. Understanding the intention of the sound. What kind of sound is it? And what is the sound saying? Yeah. If you hear a foreign language... You listen beyond just the words because you cannot understand the words that are being said. But you read the body language because your intention is to comprehend. What is he trying to say? If he says, yeah. you say, yeah. uh, uh, where can I find a, a, a bathroom? They say, bathroom? <laughs> you understand yeah. by their body language because you're not trying to hear. You're trying to listen. Mm-hmm. I wish somebody could capture this. So whenever God is speaking, God is pushing you to be in a position to listen. Whenever God is speaking, God is pushing you to be in a position to listen. Mm-hmm. Whenever God is speaking, he's pushing you to a position to listen. Not to hear, but to listen. I don't know how many people are about to listen and to listen right now. Amen. 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 Uh, glory to God. Actually, this is funny. I'm going to do the sit down for the video on Friday, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm going to explain the difference between scripture and, and the word. <laughs> scripture and the word. The Bible is scripture. But it's not the word of God. There's a big difference. Yeah. But only a spiritual person will understand that statement. Uh, when I posted the video saying that it's not about the scriptures. Aish. <laughs> Christians, Christians don't listen. When I tell you, okay, let me ask you an example. Let me give you a best example so that you understand this why people are coming in. Mm-hmm. When you build a house, what is the most important thing when you're building the house? Foundation. The foundation of the house is very important. But do you live in the foundation or the structure that will be on top of the foundation? The structure on top. So what is the most, what is the, what is priority to you? Do you put your couch on the foundation or in the house? In the house. So is it about the foundation or about the house? The house. So this foundation is to what? Complement what? The house. house, Does the foundation have a bathroom? No. The house has a what? (laughs) Bathroom. So the scriptures are the foundation. They are not the ceiling. Mm -hmm. We live in the word. It's a completely different thing. But only somebody that is spiritual, somebody that understands the will of God will understand what scripture is. The Lord Jesus said, you read these words. You read the scriptures. You search the scriptures. Notice what he said. He said, you search the scriptures, thinking that in them you will find eternal life. What does that mean? The scriptures have no eternal life. Wow. 
I wish somebody could hear that. He said, you search the scriptures, the thinking in them, you will find eternal life. But the scriptures testify about me. What does that mean? The scriptures are simply testimony of what God did. So the testimony gives you confidence in what God will do now. Obviously, what God will say will always align with the scriptures. But it doesn't mean that he's doing the scripture. He's doing more. Because God does from glory to glory to glory. Yeah. So somebody who wants to stay in the scriptures will never see glory to glory to glory. Because they want the past. And God is not interested in the past. God is interested in the future. Yeah. Now yeah. let me ask you a question. The Lord Jesus raised a lot of dead people. The Lord Jesus did tremendous, ridiculous miracles. But he said you would do more. So meaning everything that the Lord Jesus did, yes, we are supposed to do it, but we are not supposed to base it off what he did. We are supposed to outdo what he did. Now, did he tell us what we will do more than him? The Lord Jesus fed 5,000 people. But he's saying you will do more than me. The Lord Jesus raised the dead. But he's saying you will do more than me. Jesus walked on water. He's saying you will do more than me. The Lord Jesus raised from the dead. He's saying you will do more than me. Did he tell you what the more than me will be? Never. So meaning there is room for God to give you something new. Aish. Joshua saw Moses part the Red Sea. Joshua saw Moses part the Red Sea. But Joshua never parted the Red Sea. He stopped the earth from moving. He stopped the sun from setting. He did something new. That's what God wants. But if you are limited, you make this your limitation. Aish. I can't wait to do the sit down with that one. That would be really good. Yeah. That would be really, really super duper duper. That is what separates great men of God and little men of God. Spiritual people and unspiritual people. I don't know if somebody's hearing me. Facebook, are you there? Hmm. Aish. Glory be to the Lord Jesus. Glory be to the Lord Jesus. So anybody that wants to remain just simply, okay, let me give you an example. When Moses heard God about Genesis, or when God spoke to Moses, that was Rema to Moses because Moses did not have the Bible. Right? Mm -hmm. So Moses was receiving the word of the Lord. That's why the Bible always says, And the word of the Lord came unto me. And the word of God came unto me. They didn't say the scriptures. Because they didn't have a scripture. They were listening to God. But what they listened to God. They recorded it by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And it became a testimony. To know that God can speak in that manner and more. So there are believers who say. Oh God doesn't have to speak to you in a vision. He is speaking through his word. No. The word is testifying about him. Pushing you to hear him now. (laughs) Job never had the Bible. The book of Job is older than the book of Genesis. But the account of Job is the oldest book. But the book of Genesis has the oldest account. But the book of Job is older. What scriptures did Job read? Because Job never had the scriptures. But Job had the word of God. This is why people need to be humble. We need to be humble enough to understand that age, God has more than what meets the eye. Mm -hmm. What meets the eye is small. God has greater things. That's not what I came to speak about today. All I want you to do is to have a hearing heart. Whenever God sends somebody to speak to you or you think it is by coincidence somebody speaking to you, be somebody with maturity enough to listen to say, maybe... Just maybe this guy has that 1% that 
that I don't have. Yeah. Maybe this guy has that 2% that I don't have. Is somebody hearing me? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. So we were talking about relationship versus situationship. And we were reading from John chapter number 6. And uh, uh, in, J- in, J- in John chapter number 6, it's the story about Jesus feeding the 5,000 and Jesus hiding from the 5,000 because he realized that all these people wanted is bread. The Bible says that they moved from one location to another location looking for him. And when they found him, they said, teacher, let's go there. It's uh, John chapter number 6. And we read from verse 25. And when, they have, and when they had found him on the other side of the sea, they said unto him, Rabbi, when, when comest thou hither? They said, when did you get here? Remember, the Lord Jesus was on the mountain. Ah. God is talking to me. Ah. Are you ready? <laughs> now catch this. Are you ready? They asked him, how did you get here? When did you get here? And the Lord Jesus answered them. Verily I say unto you. Now you have to understand when when the Bible is saying verily, verily. Jesus is saying for real, for real. (laughs) I am assured. (laughs) He's not saying maybe. He's saying this is definitely. The Lord Jesus is saying, Verily, verily, I say unto you, ye seek me not because ye saw miracles, but because ye did eat of the loaves and were filled. Jesus is saying, I know why you are here, for sure. You came because I gave you bread, you ate it, and you were filled. That's why you're looking for me. So, Situationship is always centered on what your need is. Your walk with God, your your talk with God, your relationship with God is completely centered on what your needs are. It's not centered on who God is, what God desires. It's all about you. I'm going to pray because God blesses people. I'm going to fast because I want deliverance. Notice all these things are centered on me. Me, myself, and I. What I am pursuing, what I desire, what I'm looking for. Me, 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 me. Never him, 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 him. Now the Lord Jesus said this, he said, Labor not for the meat which perisheth, but for that meat which endureth unto everlasting life, which the Son of Man shall give unto you, for he hath God the Father's sealed. Aish. Ha! I'm going to give you some stuff. God is speaking to me. When you see me typing, it's because God is talking to me. (laughs) Aish, Jesus. Okay, here we go. Thank you, Jesus. So, you don't want to be a Christian... That is in a situationship with God. Because the number one thing that God will do is he will run away from you. He will avoid you.
the number one thing God will do will be like, even though I love you, you're not really somebody who is concerned about me. He will move from you. It doesn't mean he doesn't love you. It doesn't mean he doesn't care for you, but he will take a back seat from you. Just like all of you that are here, if somebody is taking you for granted, you won't continue to deal with them. It's impossible. And you'll be a fool to continue to deal with them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now look at this. <laughs> then say they unto him, What shall we do that we might work the works of God? Notice, Karabashia. <laughs> Aish. Ah, God is killing me right now. They said, what must we do to do this work? The work of God. Jesus answered and said unto them, this is the work of God. I want you to type, this is the work of God. <laughs> Let me tell you the real work of God. When somebody is saying, I want to serve God, I want to do this for God, I want to do that for God. This is the work of God. This is I want somebody to just type, this is the work of God. I'm about to reveal the work of God in a believer. What God requires from every believer. This is the work of God. This is the work of God. That ye believe on him who he hath sent. Imagine, he's saying, to believe in he whom the Father has sent. Meaning that they were following Jesus because they believed in his ability to give bread, but they never believed in him as the one the Father has sent. You are in a situation if you believe God, he can protect you, but you don't believe he can give you rent. You're in a situation if you believe God can heal others, but not you. You're in a situation if you believe God can do all things, except get rid of, of your debt. God can do all things except raise people from the dead. God can do all things except this. You have made God into what you want him to be, not what you need. Amen. Not his true nature. You have limited and taken God and put him in a, in a, in a purse or in your pocket or in your wallet. He's limited to what you think. I feel like I'm talking to myself. YouTube, are you there? <laughs> Facebook, I need you guys to keep sharing. When I went to preach at uh, Pastor, the, the great Apostle Omar's church, it was such a pleasant time to be there. And I told the Apostle, um, I prophesied about his mother when we were alive. I told him, uh, this is, uh, your mom needs uh, help with this. She has a, a blood issue. And we need to pray for her left leg especially. I saw, he was shocked. And I said, God told me that I need to pray for people's blood pressure when I'm in service. You need to bring blood pressure machines. We need nurses that are going to measure people. Mm-hmm. Everybody thought that it was madness because they know that God can heal you through doctors, which is true. It's not a lie. But they did not think a simple man can speak to their blood. First, they get tested. They show their results. We pray. They go and the test comes back is different. They go and get measured and what comes out is different. Yeah. Why? Because it shocked people. And let me tell you, every single person got healed. There was more than 20 people each. Every single person got healed. Why? Because I am not in a situation with God. I know how God works. In fact, I am trying to catch up to make sure that I am always removing limits off my mind to make sure that God can mm-hmm. even... God is supposed to exceed my thoughts. Yeah. 
is supposed to exceed everything I know. So if I'm binding myself to what I know, it means that I'm limiting him. Mm-hmm. There was a young woman that I prophesied to them, and she said, ah, she's, uh, she's pregnant, but they said she looks pregnant, but they can't locate the baby. Something is wrong that this may be a bad pregnancy. I prophesied to the woman and her husband. I even told them what they would call the baby. I told them that the baby is okay. I told them the sex of the baby. They went to the hospital. The baby, they found the baby. The baby was okay. And the baby with the sex was exactly what I told them. Child. I don't know if somebody's listening to me. We're listening. Now listen to what verse 30 said. They said, listen to what they said. They said, therefore unto him, what sign showest thou then that we may see and believe thee? What does thou work? Now remember, <laughs> Ay. Ah, Jesus. Now, notice this. They are telling him, show us a sign that we may believe. Jesus is now wondering, didn't I just feed 5,000 of you with bread? But you're still asking for a sign. Did I not just heal a lot of you, but you're still not believing? Simply because of one thing. The problem was this. They were following him with their stomach, not with their heart. They didn't examine the source of the bread. They just ate it because they needed bread. They didn't care. They did not investigate how God was able to bless them. But they were not after, wow, he is Lord, he fed us. Remember, bread meant a lot to these people because in those days, bread was like one of the main staple kind of ways of eating. That's why Jesus even said, give us this day our daily bread. It meant that which you need every day. In, the, in that culture, a lot of foods are eaten with bread anyway. So having de- bread daily, it meant your sauce are covered. Jesus gave them bread. (laughs) But it was not enough. Because they never followed him with their heart. They followed him with their stomach. Once they digested the food, they went to the bathroom. They wanted more. Now look at this. The Lord Jesus in verse 31 tells him, Our fathers, no, this is, this is them saying, Our fathers did eat manna in the desert, as it is written. He gave them bread from heaven to eat. <laughs> so where did the bread Jesus give them come from? <laughs> Notice, they are telling him to give them a sign. They are saying, Our fathers ate bread from heaven. You give us a sign. Five loaves and two bread and two fish fed over 5,000 people. But you're saying that bread came from heaven. This bread you have, how do we know maybe you bought it in the store? (laughs) 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 Meaning they didn't believe that Jesus actually multiplied the bread. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Meaning they never believed Jesus multiplied the bread. They think that he bought it from somewhere. Ah, they thought he bought it. (laughs) From Whole Foods. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Or Kroger's or Ralph's. 
said, maybe, maybe how do we know Judah snuck out and went and bought bread? <laughs> Remember, the Bible tells you that there was nowhere for them to buy bread. But they are saying the bread we ate, our fathers ate came from heaven. What is your bread we are eating? Where did it come from? Mm-hmm. Did I not just multiply this bread and you guys ate? How do we know? Maybe Judas, <laughs> Judas went and bought some. now listen then Jesus said unto them verily verily I say unto you Moses gave you not the bread from heaven (laughs) listen to what the Lord Jesus is saying then Jesus said unto them verily verily I say unto you Moses gave you not the bread from heaven but my father gave you the true bread from heaven so he's saying what Moses gave you was not bread. Right. It was temporary. My father has given you real bread. The true bread yeah. Then listen to what they said. And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger. He that believeth on me shall never thirst. But I said unto you that ye also have seen me and believe not. Imagine Jesus is saying, after all this I've done, after you've heard me raise the dead, you are following me because of what I did, but you don't believe. And all the Father hath given me shall come to me. And when him that cometh to me, I will in no wise cast out. For I came down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him that sent me. Verse 39. And this is the Father's will, which he had sent me, that of all which he had given me, I should lose nothing, but should raise up again at the last day. And this is the will of him that sent me, that everyone which seeth the Son and believe on him may have everlasting life, and I will raise him up at the last day. Now notice, there were followers calling him teacher. Now they turned into the Jews. I don't know if what you're catching me. They became the Jews. They turned into Bible scholars. Everyone is a follower until it hits them something that it's beyond their understanding. Then they become Bible scholars. They will try and quote verses that they don't even know. They don't even understand the meaning. I feel like I'm talking to myself. They will start looking for scriptures that don't even make sense. Like the, when, I talk, when I spoke about the blood of Jesus, some people started saying, well, when uh, uh, the angels were fighting Satan and kicking him out of heaven, their, their weapons were not enough. They began to sing and t- testify and plead the blood of Jesus and the devil was cast down on earth. I said, this is the most foolish thing I've ever heard. And they were making it and saying, yeah, that's what happened. Where does the Bible tell you that the angels called on the blood of Jesus? First of all, the angels don't even have the testimony of the blood of Jesus. They know of it, but they cannot testify about it because it's not their experience. Mm -hmm. Haven't you ever asked yourself, why don't angels preach the gospel? Why did Cornelius fast and pray and an angel appears, tells him, go and find Peter in this location? Because the angel could not give him what another man has. So, so many people that listen to men of God because they heard some fake people. And I don't even believe that that's the reason. I believe that inside of them, in them themselves, yeah. in them themselves, there is confusion. In them themselves, there is major, major, major confusion. In them, there is doubt. So whoever they see, they will never believe. They will say, well, God has to speak to me himself. So you're saying God is foolish to send you teachers, apostles, prophets, pastors, and evangelists. God is a fool because he gave you the Bible, but he's still giving you people to teach you. So God is not wise. God is a fool. We don't need any of this. We just need the Bible. Aish. Is somebody hearing me? Yes, yeah, we're yes, hearing yes. you. We hear you. No. Glory to God. 
I don't know if somebody's catching me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. People are saying the stream is choppy. Is the stream okay? Good. Very, very good. Facebook, Facebook, are you there? Facebook is good. Glory be to Jesus. Glory be to Jesus. This is the thing that is killing a lot of Christians. When it is something beyond what they know, you become demonized. (laughs) When you teach about something beyond what they know, you become demonized. They demonize you immediately. I'll say that again. I don't know if somebody is hearing me. Whenever you speak something that is beyond their understanding, you become demonized. I, I, can you close that window? I remember when I did prophetic school, I taught about the eye of the mind. The mind of Christ. The eye of the mind. How God can speak to you using your mind. Some even prophets. (laughs) Some prophetesses. That can't prophesy forensic. They said I'm teaching people demonic things. Yet it's in your Bible. Simply because of one thing. They can't do what they saw you do. You are showing them in the word of God. They will not believe because in their preconceived idea. No one should do anything better than them. That which they have not seen is not true. Immediately they will demonize you. Instantly. They will not think about it. They will not. Immediately they will demonize you. They will say that you are not from God. When they saw Jesus casting out demons, they never saw somebody casting out demons. They say he's using the power of the devil. Because they can't cast out demons. And some of these people who are saying that, oh, you know, uh, Prophet Lovi is teaching people wrong doctrines, are the people that will send me people when they can't deliver the people. They will send them to me to cast out the devils. Wow. Aish! Christians. (laughs) I love believers, but men. The intention is wrong. My daughter is saying the intentions are wrong. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Their intention is bad because in their hearts of hearts, their intention was never to do anything positive. Imagine you look for somebody to help you to deal with something spiritually. But then when they teach something you don't know, they are demonic. Wow. <laughs> Situationship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. Okay, where is their anointing that can cast out demons? Why do they need me? Right. You see how people are. That's the problem with the people. Let me tell you how to know if you're in a situation or not. I'll give you points. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, I'll call you right back. I'm, I'm on live right now. I'm doing a live stream. I'll call you right back. Okay. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> the Holy Spirit is speaking to me. I'm writing things that I have to give you to to pay attention to. Notice this. Let me finish this. Let me finish this. Ha. And they and the Jews then murmured in him at him because he said I am the bread which come down which came down from heaven. And they said, is not this Jesus the son of Joseph? whose father and mother we know. How is it then that he saith he came down from heaven? 
Then Jesus, so when Jesus was teaching them all these things, they were hearing, but they were not listening. They didn't even know what he was saying. Jesus therefore answered and said unto them, Mama, not among yourself. Not man can come to me except the Father which hath sent them, sent them, sent me to draw him, and I will raise him up at the last day. It is written in the prophets, and they shall be a, a taught, taught of God. Every man therefore that hath heard and had learnt of the Father cometh unto me. Not that any man hath seen the Father, save he which is of God. He has he hath seen the Father. Verily I say unto you, he that believeth on me hath everlasting life. I am the bread of life. Your fathers did eat manna in the wilderness and are dead. This is the bread which cometh down from heaven, that a man may eat therefore and not die. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If any man eat of the, this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world of the world the Jews therefore strove among themselves saying how can this man give his flesh for, to eat then Jesus said verily I say unto you except ye eat the flesh of the son of man and drink his blood ye have no life in you whose whose who eateth my flesh mm -hmm. and drinketh my blood hath eternal life and I will raise him up the last day for my flesh is meat indeed and my blood is drink indeed. He that eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood dwelleth in me and I in him. As the, as the living father hath sent me and I will be thy father so that he, he that eateth me even he shall live by me. This is the bread which came down from heaven not as your fathers did eat manna and are dead. He that eateth of this bread shall live forever. Amen. These things said he in the synagogue as he taught in Capernaum. So they found him in church. Many therefore of his disciples, notice they were no longer Jews. They were again disciples. When they became scholars of the word, they changed to Jews. Now they have become disciples. Now watch this. When they had this, Say, this is a, a hard saying. Who can hear it? They said, ah, this is too much for us. This is not even from God. Imagine if the Lord Jesus stood in the church and said, you have to eat my flesh to have eternal life. They would have said he's in the cult. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so meaning something can sound cultish, but it's not cult. <laughs> you need the ears of the spirit to hear. But religious people, they act like they know spiritual things, but they don't. Because somebody that is not spiritual, you, you act like you can accept to eat Jesus' flesh until you understand what he's saying. Mm -hmm. Aish. When Jesus knew in himself that his disciple murmured and at it, he said unto them, does this offend you? Let me tell you something. <laughs> Let me write this down before I forget. Jesus asked them, does this offend you? Mm -hmm. what, what if they, he shall see the Son of Man ascend up where he, had, he, he, where he was before? He said, if this is offending you, what if you see me ascending <laughs> to where I came from? <laughs> It is the spirit that quickeneth, the flesh profit nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. Notice he did not say the scriptures, the words. But there are some of you that believe not, for Jesus knew from the beginning who they were that believe not and who shall betray him. He wasn't even talking about Judas, he was talking about the general public. The reality, you know the story, they left him. And only the 12 remained with him. Mm -hmm. I'm going to show you the identity of those that are in a situationship with God. Amen. It's not in any particular order. But I will give it to you anyway. 
Number one, they love offense. People in a situation are always offended because mm-hmm. they were in it for themselves. It was never about the relationship. Yeah. I can't get offended if my baby pees on me when he's a baby. He's just a baby. The relationship comes with me accepting him as my child. He will pee. Yeah. If I get offended because he peed, <laughs> I am a fool. If I get offended, then I'm self-righteous. People in a situation love to be offended. That is number one. Number two. People are saying Facebook is going in and out. Is it going in and out for everybody? Uh, some people are saying it's freezing. Glory Fantelino. Aria Kasonko. Kishta Ankora Baha. Makuria Takabasha. Halabashia. Are we back or not yet? We're back. Is it good now? On on this end. Zakaroshte ekerebesia. How are we looking now? It's frozen. Completely. So we are back again, right? Okay. I said number one, they love what? They huh? Okay. They love to be offended. They love offense. People in a situation, they love to be offended. Number two, they are self-righteous. Number three, they don't like to sacrifice. They can never sacrifice to another person because it's always about them. When they need you, they will call you. But when, you, when they don't need anything, they disappear. So they will never sacrifice because they are always into a situation. And these are things they do to God and people. Number five, they have major unbelief. They are full of unbelief. Number six, They love to doubt. They are full of doubt. Number seven. They are never satisfied. Number seven. They are never satisfied. YouTube, are you there? They are never satisfied. You can refresh the pages. They are never satisfied.
Glory be to Jesus. Capture this. What number are we on? I'll go to the next one. They're into works. Meaning they love to justify themselves. They're into works or they love to justify themselves. They believe because they did something, something like this, good should happen or whatever because they are into works. They love self-justification. Number nine, they are into temporary solutions because it is always their need that pushes them. So, they don't think long term, they're always into short term solutions. I believe we're in number 10. They are short sighted, they have no full vision. They see right now, they don't see later. They are short-sighted people. They look, af- they look for signs, meaning their faith, they have no faith. So they look for signs. They believe because of signs. They don't believe because God said. They don't understand the move of God. They don't understand the move of God or they are not sensitive to the spirit of God. They hear but they don't listen. They hear, but they don't listen. They hear, but they don't listen. They don't follow instructions. Don't worry, guys, I'll give you number four again. Don't worry. They don't follow instructions. If you tell them, go get me this, they will get you something else. (laughs) Because they hear, they don't listen. And because they lack the ability to listen, they don't follow instructions. They only make time to be before God because of their needs, not because of spending time with him. Disobedience is just somebody who doesn't do what God does, but people in a situationship, they just don't follow instruction. They are not disobedient because they will do it, but they will do it their own way, which is more dangerous. So even correcting them is hard because it's self. Try. They ask for things more than his will. That's a good one.
They ask for things more than his will. Let me expound on that a little bit. They don't just sit down and seek God's heart to know God's mind concerning where they live, the people around them. But for them, ah, <laughs> they always ask, ask their praise because they're about to ask. Everything is about asking, never about his will, but they ask and ask because it's never about their, their God's will. Their prayer lacks direction. Their motivation for prayer is self. Their motivation for prayer is self. And they go to church because they were raised in church, not because they know why they should be in church. Everybody was asking for number four. Everybody was asking for number four. Number four is they love their comfort zone. So God can send them somewhere. God cannot direct them to a place because they love their comfort zone. Let's see YouTube if it's freezing. Sorry, people, we're having some technical issues. I think that's this Facebook. Because YouTube is doing well. Now, listen to me, children of God. Let me tell you something. People are saying it's also freezing. Is it good or good? Uh, even, for, even YouTube is saying, people are saying it was freezing. But let me just finish by saying this. Karabasha Karabasia. Zekete Bia Karode de Beshia. Notice everything I teach you, I teach you to come close to the Lord Jesus. Hmm. I wish somebody heard me. Yeah, this is what we'll do. I'll finish this in church. So let's let's uh, bless people. Uh, before we cut it, just remember this, children of God. Listen to me, children of God. I anybody that says Prophet Lovi is staring you the wrong way, you know they have a demon in them. Because the only thing I teach you to do is to come close to Jesus, not even to me. I boast in God because God has made me who I am. But I always lead you to Jesus. I teach you how to have a better relationship with Jesus. So you ask yourself this question. If somebody is telling you, I am like this, I am like that. Because of what they heard, they did not understand. You understand one thing. They are in the comfort zone and it's the enemy trying to use them to to stop you from hearing and listening to what God is using to build you up. Mm. It's the devil's work. Father, I pray for your people. I pray for them that, Lord, every one of us, that every one of us, Lord, will be transformed and come out of situationship and into a real relationship with you, that we will grow and walk with you in honor and in fear, Father, I thank you that our lives will never be the same because of what you have continued to do in our lives. Father, bless everybody that is listening. Bless those who are giving. 
Bless those, Lord, whom you are touching their lives. And I pray that, Lord, you will increase them even in their walk and their spiritual walk with you. In Jesus' mighty name. Listen to me, children of God. I can't wait to see you for a powerful prophetic service tomorrow. It's going to be too much, and I don't want you to miss it. I'll see you tomorrow. We're going to be, I may just do some dangerous things tomorrow, but uh, may God bless you. May God comfort you in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Yes! Prophesy! I am trying to understand what these two angels are saying because I'm hearing one saying, God with us, and the other one is saying Emmanuel. Uh, what is that? Emmanuel. Hey. That's his name. Yeah. Zoom, zoom, zoom. So I think 6300. Wow. I saw him doing this, throwing seeds.